0: Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark and uh, happy to be with you today. I hope you're enjoying these programs. We are heard from our home on Anchor.fm. We can be heard on Spotify and uh, Apple Music and many different podcast stations. And hope you're interested enough to support us, uh, both by your continued uh, listenership and also if you'd like to make a contribution monthly or otherwise, please hit that little button. love to have some more members of the family. So today we're going to be featuring or focusing on a saxophone player who was active in England during the 1930s and 40s. And this fellow achieved something like legendary status. He was an excellent musician and doubler. He was a session musician, played with a lot of different big bands, radio bands, recording bands in England. I don't believe he ever came to the United States. I don't know if he ever went to the continent or not, but... uh, All of his recordings, as far as I know, were done in London or the London area. Hayes, Middlesex, someplace like that. And he became known as quite an effective jazz player. Uh, His name was Freddie Gardner, and he was born in 1910 in London. He uh, was middle class. He uh, uh, was essentially self-taught, at the beginning anyway, as a saxophone player. He focused on alto saxophone. He had some instruction later on became, as I said, quite a good doubler. We're going to hear him playing clarinet and baritone sax and tenor sax as well. In some ways, his best horn, I think, uh, for jazz playing was tenor sax. You can make your own decision as we go along. We're going to be sampling recordings that he made in the 1930s and 40s, right up until shortly before he died in 1950, in fact. He died of a stroke at the age of 40. He was fixing his son's bicycle, so the story goes, and uh, uh, basically just died. So there you go. We're going to start out with some recordings he made under his own name. These are the first recordings he did under his own name, and they're kind of an interesting uh, project. They were done as uh, didactic recordings, you'd have to say. Uh, this was, of course, in the days of the 78s, and on one side of the 78, you had the rhythm section of the band playing uh, the tune, and on the other side, you have the rhythm section and Freddie Gardner uh, playing a solo with them. So you're supposed to imitate Freddie Gardner on these recordings. I think some other players, uh, Tommy McWhorter and some maybe um, George Chisholm, did some of these as well. The two tunes that we're going to hear that were from this uh, little project that were done for, uh, I believe, Columbia, I'll look that up, but uh, they were done in 1936, March 7th, and we will hear Japanese Sandman and Baby Won't You Please Come Home. And the group here, in addition to Freddie Gardner on clarinet, alto, and baritone saxes are... Cecil Norman on piano, Albert Harris on guitar, Dick Eskid on bass, and uh, Jock Jacobson on drums. The arranger, so-called, was George Scott Wood, but there are really no arrangements to speak of on here. But we'll hear some very good playing by uh, Freddie Gardner, who calls to mind Jimmy Dorsey from a slightly ear- earlier period, although you'll hear from the various recordings we listened to today that he had uh, quite a range of stylistic influences as well. Following that, we're going to hear two tunes that came from a few years later. Speaking of different stylistic influences, this is May of 1939 for Decca Records. And uh, again, Freddie Gardner and his orchestra, I guess. We're going to hear the two, or uh, the Jazz Standard uh, by the Melrose Brothers, Someday Sweetheart, followed by uh, the 10 a.m. Blues. Presumably, that was in tribute to the recording session and the fact that none of them had any sleep. We're going to hear on trumpet, Norman Payne, a very under-recognized uh, trumpet and cornet player in the Bix Beiderbecke School. He was recorded with uh, Ray Noble's band and uh, several others in the early to mid-30s. His brother, Laurie Payne, was a, also a very noted saxophone player. And Freddie Gardner, of course, on clarinet and alto. We'll hear Pat Dodd on piano, George Elliott on guitar, Dick Ball again on bass, and Sid Heiger on drums. Then following that, we're going to uh, hear another side of Freddie Gardner. This is a, a, one, a side that was made uh, sort of just as a saxophone solo, and it uh, is a precursor to what the British called light music a little bit later on. We're going to hear Gardner's alto solo on Stardust. This is from October of 1939 for Columbia. We're going to hear Cecil Norman on piano and Ivor Mayrains on guitar backing Freddie Gardner, who's the whole show here. So those will be our tunes from uh, 1936 and 39. Freddie Gardner featured on Japanese Sandman, Baby Won't You Please Come Home, Someday Sweetheart, The 10 A.M. Blues, and Stardust. range of different things done by Freddie Gardner on alto saxophone primarily. We finished up with that version of Stardust, which was kind of a showpiece, as I said, heading towards light music, almost like a a mood music type of uh, piece, but beautifully played, uh, with Cecil Norman on piano and Ivor Morainz on guitar from October of 1939, Columbia Records. He even goes up to an altissimo C at the end of that, uh, something saxophone players weren't doing too much in the 1930s. Gardner was very well thought of by his contemporaries in England and by visiting American stars who often used him. We're going to hear a recording he did with Benny Carter coming up in just a few minutes. So we started out with uh, baby, uh, Baby... Actually, Japanese Sandman followed by Baby Won't You Please Come Home. That uh, interesting record that was designed as a teaching tool, with one side being just the rhythm section, the other side being the rhythm section, and the soloist. And that was with Cecil Norman again uh, on piano, Albert Harris on guitar, Dick Eskid on bass, and Jock Jacobson on drums, with Freddie Gardner featured on each alto, baritone, and clarinet. And uh, interesting jazz playing there. As I said, sort of... In a similar fashion to the style of Jimmy Dorsey was playing in a few years earlier. He made those wonderful quartet recordings with Spike Hughes, uh, or quintet recordings, actually, when he was in England with the Ted Lewis Band. We played those at different times as well. Then we went to 1939 and Someday Sweetheart and the 10am Blues, which also featured Norman Payne, very underrated trumpet player, uh, as I think you'll agree, or having heard him on those sides, he uh, really retired from the business for the most part uh, not long after this and uh, went into the private sector. He played occasionally after that, but a very, very significant talent. And he and Freddie Gardner had played together in Ray Noble's New Mayfair Band, which was a recording band. We've done a podcast on uh, them in the past as well, and some other groups as well, they these British musicians, white musicians, just sort of shifted from band to band. Some of the really superior dance bands of the 1930s, Burn Ambrose and um, many, many others as well. Uh, And Ray Noble's band was considered about the best, but they never really performed in person. They were just a recording band playing Noble's arrangements and featuring a lot of the great jazz stars of the period, including Freddie Gardner. So that was our first set. Now we're going on to some other interesting sides. We're going to hear... Uh, Bert Furman's quintuplets of swing, and these were musicians who were playing with Bert Furman at the time. Of course, that was a great dance band, and Furman had a concurrent jazz series running at different times in his career. His uh, recording career went back to the middle nineteen twenties, and uh, some really superb players and superb recordings from that period. These come from uh, uh, Columbia Records in, uh, in September of nineteen thirty-seven. We're going to hear two tunes: "Blue Strings" and "Keep Going." And uh, these will feature Freddie Gardner, of course, on clarinet alto and tenor sax as well. We'll get to hear him play there. Cecil Norman on piano. Cyril Heller on violin. Gives it a kind of a Joe Venuti uh, feeling. Some of those groups that Venuti and Lang and uh, Jimmy Dorsey and others were doing in the earlier 30s. We'll also hear George Elliott on guitar and Dan Stooley on bass. No drums. Very very, uh, soft chamber jazz here, but some excellent playing. Following that, we're going to hear uh, a, a side man, another Sideman recording that Gardner did with Buck and Bubbles, the African-American uh, vaudeville duo, which was uh, made up of um, Don, or excuse me, uh, Buck Washington on piano, who wrote a lot of songs, none, not the one we're going to hear, but um, was well-known as a songwriter, and uh, John Bubbles Soublette on vocals. He, of course, had been in Porgy and Bess, and he was well-known as a, an African-American entertainer. And with them is Freddie Gardner, uh, Dick uh, Escott on bass, Joe Young on guitar, and Jock Jacobson on drums. And uh, these are from 1936. We're actually just going to hear Indiana, which features some beautiful Freddie Gardner playing, as well as um, the rarely heard verse to Indiana, which uh, Bubbles will sing. We'll also hear uh, around the corners Bill Mulraney on trombone. He was another player who was very active at the time. Benny Carter used him on a lot of sessions as well. So after that, we're going to go to Benny Carter. Um, Carter, of course, uh, had gone to England in about 1936 or so, and he was... used as a player occasionally but because of the union regulations he was used more often as a an arranger and a band leader but he did uh, or was allowed to make recordings uh, for Vocalion and some other companies and uh, he put together orchestras from musicians who were working for him at the BBC including Freddie Gardner and this tune there's a small hotel comes from uh, January of 1937 The story goes that the producer of the session was Leonard Feather, the jazz promoter, producer, what have you, and uh, Leonard Feather was not a big fan of Benny Carter's singing, which admittedly wasn't very good, Uh, and Carter wanted to do a vocal on this tune, and they... came to a a compromise, whereby one track had Benny Carter singing uh, a chorus, and another track, which was ultimately released, was supposed to have him playing an alto solo, but he was uh, annoyed enough that he refused to do it, so Freddie Gardner played the alto solo in the style of Benny Carter, and for many years, people didn't realize it was Freddie Gardner. We're going to be hearing him do that. Uh, After the alto solo, there's a short alto fill and passage uh, in the ensemble, which was by Benny Carter. You can hear a slight difference of tone. And then we're going to jump over to uh, one of Freddie Gardner's last recordings. Again, more mood music, uh, uh, light music, whatever you want to call it. This was uh, done... In uh, 1948, as I said, he died in 1950, so these are some of the last recordings he did. They were done with Peter York and his concert orchestra, and they were alto saxophone solos over a string background, basically. We're going to hear something that was actually kind of a minor hit for both of them. This was for Columbia and was I Only Have Eyes for You. So again, uh, kind of a range of different styles here uh, by Freddie Gardner and different groups. We're going to hear with... uh, Uh, Burt Furman's Quintuplets of Swing, we're going to hear Blue Strings and Keep Going, Buck and Bubbles in Indiana, the Benny Carter Orchestra, There's a Small Hotel, and Freddie Gardner with the Peter York Concert Orchestra, I Only Have Eyes for You.
1: moonbeam on the water Cast a spell on me A vision there I see Again I seem to be
2: Back home again
1: in Indiana And it seems that I can see The gleaming candlelight Still shining bright through the sycamore for me The new moon hay sends all its fragrance From the fields I used to roam But when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash Then I long for my Indiana home sycamore for me Even the new moon hay sends all its fragrance from the fields that I used to roam But when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash then I long for my Indiana home But when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash then I long for my Indiana home
0: the MGM finish right there with Peter York and his concert orchestra. We heard Freddie Gardner doing I Only Have Eyes For You. That was part of a series of 78s that was issued in album form, I guess. A lot of pop tunes and even a couple of semi-classical things that uh, 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 Freddie Gardner was featured on. There was even a Re- Rudy Widoff tune in there, Vals Vanité. Um So those presumably were pretty big sellers or big in, in demand on BBC Radio and some of the different late music programs. Before that, we heard a much more jazzy side of Freddie Gardner playing There's a Small Hotel subbing for Benny Carter in the Benny Carter Orchestra, a full chorus solo, very flowing uh, in the Benny Carter style, but with some differences of of, of attack and, and sound. Uh, you could hear Benny Carter's sound come in answering the ensemble a little bit later. He had a much more velvety sound, and Freddie Gardner had a, had a more incisive one, although uh, very nice in its own right, certainly. The trumpet solo at the beginning of that, I'm not too sure who it was. It could have been Benny Carter. It might have been Tommy McQuarter too, who also did a good Benny Carter imitation on trumpet. Before that, we heard uh, Indiana, the... uh, uh, Standard from 1917, here done with the verse, sung by John Bubble Sublette, uh, Buck and Bubbles. They were touring England at the time, Buck Washington on piano, and they had Freddie Gardner on alto and Bill Mulraney on trombone on that session, and we heard Indiana. Uh, before that, we heard the two sides by Burt Furman's Quintuplets of Swing, uh, Blue Strings, and Keep Going. Some very interesting. Uh, chamber jazz it might have been a little bit outdated uh, as of 1937 but still very musical freddie gardner primarily on clarinet but uh, he came and went on different saxophones as well with cyril heller on violin cecil norman on piano george elliott on guitar and don uh, Stooley on uh, bass Stutely i think his name was actually um that was for columbia uh the um Sides I had said early on were for Columbia, Japanese salmon, and baby. Won't you please come home? Were in fact for Parlophone, so I must made a boo-boo on that. We're going to go to two sides right now, which were part of a fairly long series that Gardner did in the swing idiom with a larger band that had arrangements. And these were done for the Rex label. And I picked two tunes that feature him playing some very good jazz, primarily on tenor sax. And as I think you'll agree, he was a very, very fine tenor sax player. Uh, These both came from uh, December of 1937. Freddie Gardner and his swing orchestra. Two trumpets, Archie Craig and Billy Farrell. Ted Heath on trombone. Uh, he did some arrangements, but not uh, on these sides. Paul Fennoel, uh, I guess, on trombone. Freddie Gardner on all the reeds, clarinet, alto, and tenor. Pat Dodd on piano, George Eliot on guitar. Dick Ball on bass and Barry Wicks on drums. Roy Martin was the arranger of these tracks. We're going to hear two. We're going to hear um, I Want to Be Happy and the Limehouse Blues, both featuring uh, Gardner's playing, especially uh, I Want to Be Happy on tenor sax. Very impressive. Then we're going to jump over to the war years after that. Freddie Gardner uh, joined, I think, the uh, the Navy, uh, the British Navy, in uh, World War II. He was a, an expert in engines and machinery and so forth. He Actually, that was his big hobby, uh, automotive uh, engineering and things like that. But he still found time to play. He was brought out of uh, his assignment to play in various dance bands and to make recordings. And the recordings that came out under his name during the war years were listed as by Freddie Gardner and his messmates, and these were done for DECA. And they were generally medleys of two tunes each. We're going to hear um, two of them. Uh, we're going to hear Can't We Talk It Over and Sweet Lorraine. Those are together. And those were done on November 26th of 1943. And then It Don't Mean a Thing If It Ain't Got That Swing with Back Home in Tennessee from March 6th of 1944. And the band here is Freddie Gardner on alto, occasionally clarinet. Jack Simpson on xylophone. Uh, The first uh, recording has Abe Walters on an instrument called the Challen Multitone Piano. I don't really know what that is. It sounds like a prepared piano, uh, like an old ragtime sounding piano. Cecil Norman on the Ordinary Piano, Jack Simmons on guitar, and Tommy Bromley on bass. And those are uh, the musicians for uh, Can't We Talk It Over and Sweet Lorraine. For uh, It Don't Mean a Thing and Back Home in Tennessee, the only difference is Jack Penn takes over the keys or whatever they are of the Challen multitone piano and uh, same band otherwise I omitted one in the middle there. We're gonna start out as I said with I want to be happy in the Limehouse Blues. After that we're gonna hear more of a dance band version of a tune by Freddie Gardner and his swing orchestra. This is a nice arrangement that he may have done himself um, featuring the saxophone section with him leading. He was a very well-known or well-regarded lead-alto player and this is the tune Have You Got Any Castles Baby and this will feature Billy Farrell and Norman Payne on trumpets, Ted Heath and Paul Fennellay on trombone, Freddie Gardner playing lead-alto, Frank Weir on alto, uh, E.O. Pogie Pokeson on alto and tenor, probably tenor in this case, Pat Dodd on piano, George Elliott on guitar, Dick Ball on bass, and Sid Heiger on drums. And those are from, or that is from February 17th of 1938. So those are our five tunes to finish up our Freddie Gardner tribute. I Want to Be Happy in Limehouse Blues. Have You Got Any Castles, Baby? And then the two medleys. The first was Can't We Talk It Over and Sweet Lorraine. And the second is It Don't Mean a Thing If It Ain't Got That Swing. And Back Home in Tennessee. (laughs) ¶¶ Freddie Gardner and his messmates, two uh, medleys, one of which I I misidentified, but uh, we will correct it now. We ended up with Don't Mean a Thing If It Ain't Got That Swing, combined with Back Home in Tennessee, and that was from March 6th of 1944. That was preceded with Au Revoir, Revoir, Jean-Trendré, backed by Can't We Be Friends, the same group from March 3rd of 1944. And that group was, in fact, Jack Penn on the Challen Multitone Piano, uh, Cyril Norman on Piano, Jack Simpson on Xylophone, Jack Simmons on Guitar, Tommy Brumley on Bass, and Freddie Gardner on Alto Sax. And those were for Decca, done during the war years. Before that we heard uh, Have You Got Any Castle's Baby done by Freddie Gardner and his swing orchestra from 1938. Uh, we heard uh, a saxophone section led by Freddie Gardner. It lists three players. I almost hear four in there, but Freddie Gardner on lead alto and later on taking the tenor solo, by the way, uh, Frank Weir on alto, Pogie Pogson on tenor. Uh, the trumpets were Billy Farrell and Norman Payne. I think Billy Farrell was the trumpet soloist on that. Ted Heath was probably the trombone soloist. He and Paul Fennellay were trombones, um... George Elliott on guitar, Pat Dodd on piano, Dick Ball on bass, and Sid Heiger on drums. And those were done for the, or that was done for the Rex label, as were the two prior ones, both of which feature Freddie Gardner on tenor sax. Really fine, fine tenor sax playing from 1937. We started out with I Want to Be Happy and went to Limehouse Blues, and both of those were done. On uh, December 23rd or 24th, we're told, of 1937 for the Rex label. Again, Billy Farrell probably playing the trumpet solos, and Ted Heath on trombone. Just Freddie Gardner in the Reed section. He, only, he was the only one. Clarinet alto and the tenor solo. He played clarinet at the beginning of Limehouse Blues. And uh, the same rhythm section except Barry Wicks on drums. And Roy Martin was responsible for those arrangements. So I hope you enjoyed this program. Freddie Gardner's always been a favorite of mine. He uh, didn't make much of an impact on this side of the Atlantic because he never came over here, but he was a mainstay in the British studios and uh, on stages of of restaurants and so forth with British dance bands all through the 1930s and the war years. And as I said, he was primed to probably have a certain amount of celebrity as a late music saxophone player, uh, mood music, what have you, uh, in the 1950s, but he died very suddenly in 1950. So we'll never know, but he certainly did a lot of very fine recordings under his own name and also as a sideman and had the respect of players like Benny Carter and uh, Coleman Hawkins, too, who traveled over to England during that period. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you've enjoyed this program. And uh, think about sponsoring us. Do contact me. My band name, Wolverine Jazz Band, is uh, on Instagram and Facebook, wolverinejazzband.net as well. And uh, hope to hear from you and think about future and upcoming programs. And so, I'll see you on the other side.